When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Give Them La La podcast. I'm fresh out of Vegas. What up, though? (laughs) I actually, can I tell you, every time, so everyone knows I don't drink, whatever. Mm -hmm. When I stay out past a certain point, I know the next day I'm going to feel hungover. Yeah, even if you don't drink. Even though I don't drink. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's an interaction hangover, which we've spoken about before. It's a real thing. I get that. I'm sure a lot of you guys get that as well. But it's like when I see the clock hit midnight, Mm -hmm. I go into full panic. (laughs) Wait, so tell us all about Vegas because I haven't heard. Okay, you stayed out late. Vegas was lit. Okay. It was so much fun. Why did you go again? We went because... Lisa opened another restaurant at the Paris. So she has one at Caesars, Mm -hmm. which is Vanderpump Garden. This one is at the Paris, and I'm going to botch it. It's (laughs) Vanderpump. I think it's like Vanderpump à Paris. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm a croissant. (laughs) Vanderpump à Paris. We'll just call it Vanderpump Paris. Okay, Vanderpump Paris. It was gorgeous Mm -hmm. Lisa this queen bitch walks in with two fine looking men and giant poodles stop (laughs) she made an entrance of course she always does Um, and I was you know how uninspired I get by like just clothing yeah like I like my sweatpants Mm -hmm. I like oversized everything and sneakers like it's a lot to fucking pack Mm -hmm. so I like packed all this shit Katie then sends me what she's going to wear and she looks very Parisian. So I was I went back to the drawing board and I had like this really cute dress that I've never worn, which, by the way, I had it tailored to my body. Mm -hmm. Then I got pregnant (laughs) and then I was like, I'm never going to fit in it again. Like I can never wear it. Well, thanks to stress (laughs) and me dropping a billion pounds. Mm hmm. Fit like a glove. Did it? <laughs> yes. See, I'm like, but that's is- great though, because you've been nervous. You've been like, I lost too much weight. But if it fit like a glove, maybe you're getting back to maybe. I don't know. It looked amazing, and it, it gave me Alice in Wonderland vibes. Okay, a few people said that. Yeah, which I mean, you have to. That's great. it's yeah. Like I felt, yeah. I felt Parisian. Yeah, you looked it, and that purse. Where was that purse from? The, the pink. purse. That was my. So the purse is. My great grandmother's. Oh, that's so sweet. And it's in excellent condition. Yeah. Is it a certain brand or is it just? No, it's oh. just like this hand beaded, so cute and chic. I got a lot of them from my from my grandmother. Oh, that's passed so down cool. to me. No, it was so cute. And then we just like went out and about. So we flew in. the The event was on a Thursday. Katie and I left Wednesday morning mm-hmm. and got back Friday morning. And we just, like, lived our best life. Like, Katie and I are in a relationship. I don't care what she says. <laughs> if she denies it, don't listen to her. We are full on together. Love love <laughs> that. Good for you, too. And I'm just, like, so proud of the both of us. We were, like, mingling. Ooh, giving the eye. Ooh. <laughs> and then we go to a bar. Mm-hmm. And there is something on the television that's playing. Okay. I won't say what it is. And there was a fine looking man oh. and Katie. Tequila Katie. Yeah. 
was like, you're going to fucking slide on this damn right now. You're going to fucking do it. And I was like, no, I'm scared. I was like, I cannot be this bitch who slides into DMs. Why? Like, because. <laughs> That's how you meet people these days. You're not on I dating know. apps. And I know you're not looking to meet anyone, but it's fun. All right. Well, I did it. You did it? I did <gasps> it. I haven't heard this, you guys. This is an exclusive to me. I did it. The DM is my... See, that's the thing. The DM is my... is my Safe space. Well, I don't know right. if it's a safe space, <laughs> but it's like, okay, I've done this now like a handful of times, mm-hmm. right? And we got a response. Okay. And we've been bumping gums with each other and he's cute and whatever. Can you tease what... So we know you saw him on the TV. This could be anything, you guys. This could be like I know, reality star. This could be like news anchor. You're not going to tell us? Not going to give us any hints? No, because he's like a really well-known, well-known. Okay. person. And I just don't even want to go there. I'm sure like... I know for a fact he's not listening to the Give Them Lala podcast, <laughs> but let's just say he did. I would crawl in a hole. Right. So if you were in Vegas and out and happened to see Katie and Lala and were at the same place and remember what was on the TV, mm-hmm. then you'll have a clue. Then you'll have a clue. Yeah. And you know what? Th- this is where I'm struggle bus, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm completely content having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. But like... I was in Vegas, right? I had my own room. Mm-hmm. I was away from like the hubbub of just my everyday life. I don't like for me, it's like you could bring a guy back to your room mm-hmm. or you could go back alone and do a <laughs> face mask and watch friends. And the latter sounds way more fun to me. Yeah. I don't want it right now. So then that's what you you do. You know, that's what you do. Simple text messages. FaceTime calls, phone calls. Maybe we can meet up. Okay. I don't want a man in my bed and I don't want to be in a man's bed. Well, there you go. And also, this is like the new age, quote unquote, dating. And I know a lot of people are going to hate that I say that, but it is heavy conversation first. It's the talking stage. It's and just because you're not on dating apps doesn't mean it can't happen. Well, I watch DMs. Right. But I watch this thing. Mm hmm about dating apps okay and people have been like murdered and assaulted <laughs> and i'm like uh no i'm not um, laughing obviously at that terrible thing i'm laughing at like the fact that i thought it was going to be positive and then it took a really dark <laughs> turn i i sometimes laugh when i get nervous oh yeah oh i laugh when i get nervous constantly <laughs> and i start playing with my fingers yeah. and stuff yeah. i'm like oh fuck yep yep no so i watched that and i've learned that like these these apps, these dating apps, they're not held responsible if they let someone on the site who, like, could be a serial killer. Oh. And that freaks me out. Not that the DMs are, like, any safer. You could still meet someone's sketch. Right. But you could really, really go. You could find out a lot. I mean. I want to know, anyone who's listening, if you met someone on a dating app and you guys are like happy and healthy maybe you're married now and have children if you met in the dms like i want to know your story and i want to share them on the podcast because i know that this is a topic we venture into often because i'm in brand new waters Mm -hmm. and i have been single for half of a year Mm -hmm. and i want to know like i want to know your stories were you single for a long time and you were like ugh, the dick gross <laughs> That's not me gagging on a dick. That's me <laughs> gagging at the thought of one near me. <laughs> I'm not gagging on you. I'm gagging because of you. Right. Like yeah. it but can I tell you it was just the best time ever in, in Vegas. Vegas. Okay, really quick, because I wanna go back to this. That would be super fun if you're going to Lala's tour, the Give Them Lala tour. Yeah. And you have that story about, hey, I met my partner. He or she is here with me. Look at we met on a dating app. Yes. Because she's doing a Q&A segment. And like you can work a question into that. One, can I tell you? Yeah. I do interviews about the tour. And they're mm-hmm. like, what is it going to be about? And I'm like, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go yes. wherever the wind takes us. There's no format. Like, yeah. 
you try to have a format, mm-hmm. but then I feel like I'm going to get nervous if there's like bullet points of like, right. okay, now it's this segment. Okay, now it's that segment. Like, I just want to, I want to feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. Exactly. Your people. I love that. And that's why it's going to be so much fun. And it's coming up any day now. Okay, I have to back- tell one what? story about Let's Ariana. <laughs> I was going to say back to Vegas because we still haven't gotten like all the details yet. So we, one day, Thursday before the event, we decided, I was like, we're going to Tao Beach. Okay. Con. It's like a day, like a pool day vibe. Mm-hmm. And my, I've always been able, not always. Well, yeah, always. Always get a table. Always have like a cabana or whatever. You know, that like. <laughs> Quintessential Vegas high roller style. Right. Style. Even, even, but even back in the day, it was yeah. like you go to someone else's table or whatever. You drink their bar yeah. surface. <laughs> it's awesome. But I was like, this time, I want a cabana and I don't want anybody in it but us. Yes. You know? Because yeah. when you go to nightclubs and stuff, there's tables and it's like, but I just feel like I'm in the club still. Yes. Because there's so many people in here. Yes. This was awesome and I was like I'm gonna fill it with all the men in the world and I'm looking around and I'm like I don't like any (laughs) of these men (laughs) I saw your Instagram story and then it quickly cut to like Ariana Ariana instead (laughs) like I decided to fill it with Ariana instead okay so our it was me Katie Ariana like we talked to dudes whatever but I was like "Mm, I don't think you're allowed in my cabana and so we Ariana is such a vibe, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that we've gotten back to a place that we once were in, Mm -hmm. right? Ariana has always been a vibe. Love that bitch. By the way, I did post the videos in the picture from the time that I talked about. Yes, you did. Fun stuff. (laughs) Um, Okay, so they're drinking, blah, blah, blah. We're having the best time ever. This girl rolls up on us. (laughs) She's got an accent and she like, sits in the cabana and we're like hi like thinking she's a fan right no mm-hmm. she's not a fan she's do you guys have any coke <gasps> and not you coca-cola know, you know how i feel about cocaine all right i have a visceral reaction to yeah. it i'm like i just like even someone talking about it, i'm like gross you're not yeah. my people get the fuck away from me mm-hmm. like no i don't have cocaine for you yeah you fucking weirdo yeah you loser yeah <laughs> you're walking around tau beach Walking up to random people asking if they have coke for you. Oh, that is you slime. Yeah. So can I tell you what I did? <gasps> what? Tell. <laughs> because I only drink coke right now. Like that's my buck wild drink. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like this huge pitcher, and I go, yeah, <laughs> I have a whole pitcher. You can have as much as you want. What did she say? She didn't think I was funny. She left, and I was like, she yeah. She didn't laugh. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. That was a moment to laugh, and she just moved on. She was serious about not getting Coca-Cola. All right, so I've never done that ever mm-hmm. in my life. I have no desire. Sometimes when I when people ask me about that and I display my reaction and my distaste, they're like, did you have a bad trip? And I'm like, <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Childhood, did you have a bad something <laughs> with that? And I'm like, no, no. I didn't. This is, these are the moments I wish we had video because your face right now when she's like, no, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. One day. I just think that it's disgusting. Yeah. And you've I've never met anyone who's like, once I discovered cocaine, my life got so great. Right. Like, no, I'm watching you and you're a fucking loser. Right. Like it never it. You never wanted to try it. You never did it. And you think God thank every day. God. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw it. I was in high school and I went to this house party and these people were doing whatever you fucking do with it. And I was just so disgusted about like the no, like the snorting in the nose. I'm like, you guys and those people are losers. Yeah, they're still fucking losers. Yeah. Right now today. And it's so uncomfortable when you can tell someone's on cocaine. It's really, you look at them and their jaw is moving and their pupils are huge and they're talking a million miles an hour to you. And they're like looking through you. Yeah, they're almost like talking to themselves and you want to, like I've wanted to excuse myself but I'm so scared that they'll get angry or something and I don't know what they'll do. They're so hyped up. Yeah, so I just like sit there and listen and they start to sweat and I'm like, get me 
out of here. And I don't hang around in shady places, but like it doesn't even have to it be. It doesn't. Shady. Yeah. Wait, but did Ariana say something? Because you were like, I have a story about Ariana. So she's just a fucking vibe, right? Like yeah. I love her. Her body looked banging. She was so chic. Her hair was like down and flawless. Mm-hmm. And she was like, so we were on the couch and she was sitting. She was in the middle of me and the girl, but she was kind of like, you know, laid out on one arm, mm-hmm. like towards me. She's like, no, <laughs> no, sorry, babe. Mm-mm. We don't have that. <laughs> and then I made the mom joke of like, Coca-Cola. <laughs> The pictures full. <laughs> the fact that she didn't laugh makes it so much funnier. No, she was she moved on on her way oh, to the next man. cabana. <laughs> that's wild, but that's still like. That's and what I don't understand life. is, coca- A lot of drugs are laced with fentanyl right now. Exactly. If that's what I meant by dangerous. Are, r- it's really scary. Anyway, how did we get on this? It's Vegas. Very smart. <laughs> now that we all know where Lala stands Wait, on. Wait, so on a brighter note, so you had that wild experience okay. with the girl. Yes. We had the wild experience with the girl. We had the best day. It's So you had fun. fun, though, in the cabana. Yes. With the girls. Yes. One other dark story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas. I look across the pool, and there is this fine, like, he is so hot. Okay. Right? Tall, tattoos, everywhere super hot the the waitress Mm -hmm. the bottle service girl is in the cabana like taking care of us she's so cute so nice i was like that dude is fine she goes the guy across the pool i said yes who is that and she said he beat the shit out of my friend (gasps) and i was like and we're done like no so this is what I have to look forward to. Women asking me for cocaine and men, hot men across the pool oh. that are like, why are you not in jail? Why are you at Tau Beach Club? Right. Also, good for you, bottle service girl. Tell all of the women that. Hopefully I know. he doesn't get another woman for the rest of his life. Tell them all. Yeah. And after that, I was like, Ugh. you are ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press-On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part? Zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. You guys, it is finally shorts and t-shirt weather. My favorite kind of weather. Time to put the jackets and sweaters in the back of the closet where they belong. And if you're like me, I know you want to update your look for the summer but you don't want to break the bank in the process. That's where Quince comes in. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking so chic all summer long. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at just $30. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all those savings on to us. I am wearing my Quince cashmere tee again today, and I have no shame. I got the cream color. It's so soft. It's so comfy. So chic. Almost as soft as the Quince waffle towels that I got to put in Palm Springs. We all are obsessed with those towels. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E 
com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. Okay, so two dark things happened in Vegas. But what about the brighter things? The brighter things? The brighter things are very bright. Okay. Okay. We go to Lisa's event, right? Yeah. We're feeling cute. We're feeling fabulous. Ariana got this like so cute Alice and Olivia look, right? Oh, cute. When Ariana gets drunk, Mm -hmm. there is no one more fun Nobody who's more of a vibe. Okay. I don't know. Kate, she I was going to say, what about tequila and Katie? Each other. <laughs> but I look over because we find a spot in the back corner of mm-hmm. the restaurant and we literally sit down at 830 and we don't leave until 1130. Okay. We didn't move. But that's the move. But that's my vibe. Yeah. I'm not trying to work the room. No. You can come to me. Yeah. So that was us. I look over at Ariana. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She has a drink in hand, right? Being fabulous as mm. ever. And her skirt is like hiked over her underwear. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and she knows. She fucking knows. Wait, her underwear is hiked over her skirt. No. Wait. Like what? her her skirt is hiked so far up that her underwear is just out. <laughs> and she knows because she's like, oh my God, it keeps doing this. I'm like sick of fixing it. And I'm like, she's so cool. That's just like carefree. Like I don't. And she was getting in that zone of like where her eyes kind of (laughs) close a little bit, (laughs) and she uses her hands a lot. She's like, no, no, fuck that, (laughs) fuck that. And then telling me like, Brad Pitt is single, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) Brad Pitt. That's you need. He's looking for love. That's you need to be with him. Oh my god, he's really accessible. I think. (laughs) Super excited. You want to slide in anyone's DMs, Brad Pitt. Oh, no worry. I looked. I was like, I don't think he has an Instagram. And her friend's like, maybe he has a Finsta. I was like, what the fuck is that? Maybe he has a Finsta. So I learned that that's a fake Instagram. Well, Kim Kardashian just brought it up on episode two of The Kardashians, which aired last week or something. Yeah. She had a Finsta. And then she was like, and then I was over it. And then I realized Finstas weren't cool or said something. And then I highly doubt that you're still Finstaing your ass off. (laughs) Um, okay, so you had a great time with the girls. You went home alone. I went home. Well, no, we like went out and about. We yeah. Went to like a little lounge at the Cosmo. It was but just that like night. Girl there was time. no exciting. No. I like, Good we stayed you. out until almost four in the morning and Stop. I was like, this is when Lala turns into dead fish. I've heard that there's like a different, they like pump the casinos with oxygen so you don't get tired as tired quickly that might be completely false but you know what though no i did feel like when we were heading back to our hotel Mm -hmm. ariana was like i could get another drink somewhere i was like i'm four i'm done i'm fucking done (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i need to wash my face off like i'm sick of this outfit i want my sweats on i need to feel i need to be back in my natural habitat but i want to give you a round of applause for staying out until four Oh, no. I, I literally was, like, hanging with the best of them. <gasps> That's so fun. So amazing. Another question I have is I saw a couple things that was, like, a things online that were, like, Lala and Katie perusing or something to the effect of, like, Lala and Katie are, like, perusing for men together or something. Oh, we Explain were on that the prowl. <laughs> Where did they get that from? Did you, like, Because I a- said it. Stop. Where? Yes. <laughs> Katie is my sister wife. Oh, my God. So you got... That's funny. On the prowl, that's what it was. On the prowl, honey. Okay. Okay. We were looking (laughs) for it. That's great. Because I looked at that and I I was like, where would they get that from? Well, from Lala herself. The open book. The open book. Me. Sometimes (laughs) I say things and then I walk away, which I did during press. Yeah. For Vanderpump. Okay. That's what it was. I always walk away and then I call my publicist and I'm like, why can't I shut the fuck up? <laughs> well, did you regret saying that or no? No, but let let's talk about this real quick. Cause okay. I'm on I'm on the carpet doing press, whatever. If you listen to my podcast, if you follow me on Graham, whatever, I've stopped talking about certain things. Why? Because I'm bored with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That is not my life. Mm -hmm. But I make a living off of being an open book. So when I do press and people ask me questions, I just answer. I haven't conquered the like, 
next question, please. Yeah. Like, I feel rude. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because I know I'm a reality TV personality. It's not like I'm Angelina Jolie where I'm like, that's a stupid question. Ask me about the movie that I'm about to win an Oscar for. Mm -hmm. You know? that's mm -hmm. I, So I, I feel rude. If you are a reporter and you're listening to my podcast, stop asking me about certain things because I'm going to, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm yeah. bored. The, the horse is like bleeding dead. Let it rest in peace. I'm over it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Because it's, I'm bored with it. It's old news. You know, it's old. It's dated. It's, it's so dated. Yeah. Ask don't about the ask more exciting me. things happening. I have so much exciting shit happening mm -hmm. in my world no, I'm not getting laid right now, but that's also like mm, mm, boring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's going to be a day where that's like all I'm doing yes. and we can talk about it until then. Ask me about my kid. Mm. Ask me about my my life as like, I don't know, a national bestselling author mm -hmm. during a pandemic. Yeah. My tour. My podcast. All the things. You can ask me about so many things because I have so much shit going on. Don't mm. ask me about something that's boring. Ask her about her her friends, her castmates, the totally. Vanderpump Rules crew. Totally. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Had a great time in Vegas. Yesterday was Summer Moon's birthday party. Oh, uh -huh. well, no. Over the weekend was Summer Moon's birthday party. Okay. It was... Fantastic and beautiful. Brock is teaching Ocean how to put her head underwater. He was like blowing bubbles. It's so cute. Did I'll she do it? She did it. I have to post the video. She put her head underwater. Okay, wait. So it's she put like her little mouth like this. Because <laughs> Summer Moon goes fully underwater. She does. Oh, totally. Well, does she do that? Have you ever seen the swimming instructors with babies? It, yes. Where they like throw them. It terrifies me. Yes. But Summer Moon can do it. Does she, is it from an instructor or no? She just, Her dad. Oh my God. So Brock w had Ocean in the pool yesterday and mm -hmm. obviously I took a video. I'll definitely post that video. And I just like, I think it's so cute because I feel like we're all going to be friends forever. And mm -hmm. I want when Ocean's older to see, like I have pictures of me with my friend's dads, like when we're little kids, like the two of us, yeah. me and my best friend with their dad. Yeah. And it just shows like, whoa, we go back real far. Yes. I just want those moments. That is, that's really sweet. And it was, so it's Ocean's birthday and then shortly after cruise and then shortly after summer. Yeah. And then summer, before Ocean yeah. is Hartford. Wow. Yes. Uh, that's really sweet. And can I tell you, hmm. I roll out of the party mm -hmm. and there was the guy. The same one. The paparazzi guy. Oh my God. So I rolled up on him mm -hmm. and he sees me coming. He's like, what's up, Lala? Like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. I was like, I want to say that I'm so sorry. I had nothing to do with you that day. Like, I was just in a funk. He was like, you want to know what's so crazy? Is I talked to my partner and I was like, something had to have happened that day because Lala was not the Lala that we know. Aww. He was like, you're always so cool and so friendly. And I was like, I'm, I have been thinking about it since it happened. How great is it that you got that? chance to say apologize I know I've I, I've been sitting on it I'm like I hope mm. that I see him again because that is not me and yeah. I told him he was like I know we can be annoying and I'm like you're not annoying without you guys like I don't have relevance and he was mm. like well that's not true and I said it is like I appreciate what you guys do and you never annoy me but that mm. day it had nothing to do with you I was just on some other shit he was like well I'm gonna tell tell my business partner that that's not business partner, but he said my partner. I think mm -hmm. that they like do a duo with photographs. Okay. It's like, I'm going to tell him that what we suspected is true. And you don't have to tell me what you were going through. I was Aww. like, thank you. Have the best day. Now that is the bright note we needed. <laughs> after, the, <laughs> after, the, after the Vegas dark experiences. That's great. Does my Vegas trip sound dark? Did, no, it doesn't. I mean, out no, of this, it doesn't at out all. Of this, but for how long was I there? Was that forty eight hours? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say three days, but you weren't. It was three days total. So yeah, you were there for like forty eight hours. It was quick. Yeah. So yeah, out of yeah. those hours, there were tiny little moments of like, y'all are crazy. And look, it's Vegas. It could have gotten a lot darker. So it could have. Yeah. 
Good for you. I'm I also you met a guy fun. in Vegas who told me that his his dad is like a big wig. Big wig. Ooh, big wig. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, I'm using like really old school <laughs> terms. Wait, but why was he like the kind of guy who Not was at like, all. Not okay. Gigi. He's like his dad is actually a big wig there. And okay. he was like, Yeah, my dad has really incredible clients that come in. Sometimes they want hookers. And I was like, how he was like, you can find them everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, are there any here right now? <laughs> Where are they? Point it out. So we walked around this bar. No. And he was like, that for sure. I was like, but she looks so nice. And he was like, doesn't matter. Everyone has the type. Wait, Everyone has the type. Hold of on, hooker. give me the t- Are they sitting alone? Are they like, yeah, there were shoulder. some that were sitting alone. There were some that I was like, like there was this tall lurpy white guy with like mm-hmm. glasses yeah. and he was with someone who was like had piercings all over her face like really tight skimpy clothing and she was and i was like this, this one you don't even need to tell me like but it isn't it sure legal is. in vegas or no to be a hooker i think so i don't know i might be wrong i always thought because i i remember being like 19 and walking down the street with like my uh, in vegas with my group of guy friends and people were handing them cards of women like car and it was like not some shady back alley this was like the main strip then maybe because i know in vegas you can totally pay for like blowjobs and lap dances in a strip club right they never hired the women by the way but they got the cards well yeah they just throw them at anybody yeah interesting which by the way can i tell you vegas Mm -hmm. my favorite thing about vegas is not the going out part. It's being in a fabulous hotel room with a fabulous bathroom and room mm. service. And the beautiful view. Did you get a good view? I got an okay view. Okay view. Okay. Have you ever gone on the um, the circular? I want to call it a Ferris wheel, but it's not because you're like in an enclosed. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done that. Mm. But you like the, just the being, well, of course, that's very you being able to like. <laughs> and I chill. keep thinking, I keep thinking like you need to go out and about and like be a human. And I did go out and about mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was great. But I now see like I, I just enjoy, I'm a homebody. Yeah. You I'm, like what you like. Yeah. Don't and fight it. Don't fight it. You're 31. I'm 30. By the way, the guy what? texted me. What guy? The guy who was the like, DM come guy? over. No, the oh. other guy. Remember? You got okay. There so a, there's a throwback guy. The throwback guy that was very quick to say, "Come over at like 11 p.m. at night." Yeah. Right. Or let me come over. Yeah. Okay. So what did he say? Um. He said, "Hey," and I don't save numbers. I yeah. just I text and delete. And if you never hit me up again, like I have no way of contacting you, and we just will never speak again. Okay. And so I was like, "Who is this?" Mm-hmm. And then he told me. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, what's up?" He was like, just seeing what your plans are for the weekend. I said, I don't have any. Yeah. I have a baby. That's my plan. <laughs> my plan. Okay. And then he said that he may have a birthday to go to. Mm-hmm. And the this is where I said, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let me know. But I meant like, let me know if you have free time. Yeah. But I think he took it as let me know if, if we're I'm going invited. to it. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, my bad. I meant... Like, stop. <laughs> I was like, I Let- know. I said that sounds like you'll have fun. Yes. Let me know if you're free. Which, by the way, don't let me know if you're free. Sure, I'm just being polite. I'm just being nice. <laughs> you know, I could be like a dude and just be like not yeah. engage with you. Yeah. That- he texted back for show. And I said nothing back. I was like, all right. Okay. Have a great day. Have a good. Thanks for letting me know you're going to the birthday. Nothing in here for you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nothing in here for you but it's good to know that when i'm good and ready yeah you can be that guy yeah yeah there we go because he's pretty hot is he yeah and maybe he can be the guy but he was a little too quick on the trigger maybe this other dm guy who we don't know who's a mystery the tv guy can be the guy maybe he can be the guy are you able to say if he's lives around here he sometimes lives around here okay so he travels. We're getting more and more clues, you guys. I'm just going to keep pushing. Maybe you can ask no, but on someone, the tour in the someone, Q&A. No, I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> but Katie and I were talking to one of our producers at Vanderpump. Yeah. And Katie was like, well, Lala slid into someone's DM. Blah, 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 and goes off and says how oh. we saw him, whatever. And our producer was like, wait, what's his name? And I was like, 
What the fuck is his name again? <gasps> so I did Google because I forgot. <laughs> also, you said his name. You don't think they're going to. No. Producer, producer will not do anything like that. Mm, well, no, I, my thing was like when Vanderpump gets picked up for another season, I was going to say, you don't think they're going to push that in? No, I think no. because producer, yeah. producer man, we won't say which one it was. Okay. He was like, that? And he responded. <laughs> and he started blushing. He told me everything about him. Stop. Everything about him. Oh, this is making me really interested. I was like, well, you know a lot about him. Okay. I think I have some ideas, not of the person, but of the, the career. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. I already know. Well, we don't know. We, we do. Know. We do. There's we certain know. people with certain jobs that I'm like, you know what? This, like, this is a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume more times than not this job description entails certain things yeah it's not going anywhere yeah i can see that but in any job there are always the the what's the word i'm looking for like the people who don't act like that my brain is is like fried right now you guys an anomaly yeah or like it's the there's a word (laughs) whatever there's exceptions an exception to the rule yes Yes. i never know I don't know. I yeah. think there's so few and far between that I don't yeah. like I don't even want to venture into something that and my cute mom, she's like, and I know I just don't want you to get your heart broken because she's got her eye on someone for me. She does. Yeah. And I know that person. And I'm, it's <laughs> yes. And she's like and I'm like, that's the type of guy that you date and marry. Yeah. Mom. Which and is a great thing. Lisa knows the good ones. She does. She has yeah. a great picker. And I'm like, when that time comes, then if he's still available, then maybe we can try something out. Because yeah. she's like, that's the guy for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I can't even, like, I just don't want to bring him into my world when I'm not there yet. Exactly. And that's like, obviously. You, and you do. You date and marry this guy that I'm talking about. I agree. So when I told her that I slid into someone else's DM, she was like very concerned. She's like, I don't mm. want you to get your heart broken. I was like, my heart isn't available to get broken. Yeah. Like at I'm, all. I'm just having fun. I'm talking. I'm doing, cause that's the thing too. You don't want to like, yeah, you don't want to get into anything too fast or maybe you do. Who, who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying things that I think. And like, it might be like a, it wouldn't be healthy maybe if you got into something that was with someone that's like, oh, this is end game so soon. Absolutely not. Yeah. Jessica. Some people do. Some people do. And it works. You know, you see the people who it's like they end a relationship and then a couple months later they're remarried and it's like, oh, my God, look, this was the true love. So it could happen. But in a lot of cases, I've seen like, uh oh, red flag. <laughs> you know. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not ignoring anything. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I know that we, again, talk about this topic a lot, but this is my life right now. And if you guys can relate, what's the new phone number the to new the line? Fo- well, the new phone number, you guys, we are trying to get it. So it's a little something more um, easy. But the new number to call me and share all of your dating advice, where you met your mans, is 424-255-9131. Please call me, leave a message, um, because this is this is my life right now, and I'm looking for people to like share similar experiences. <laughs> um, when we come back, we have such a fun guest. I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. We just fucking wing it, wing it, and talk to incredible people. I know. Who you're like, oh, we think this person's incredible, and then you. The word of them my life like, is yes. inspiring. Yeah. I just want to be fucking inspired. Is this next guest inspiring to you? 100%. So today, yes, she's incredibly inspiring. Her name's Jenny Gay. Mm -hmm. She is this, to me, someone who knew she wasn't happy in what she was doing and decided to make a change. And for some reason, people who are brave enough to do that because there's not many when you sink into comfortability it's very hard to pull yourself out and she was like fuck it (laughs) so we're gonna hear her story she is an author of a book called how we blend which is a children's book and she just goes on to talk about how she walked into toy stores and bookstores and realized 
the life and relationship she was in was not being represented. And so I want to talk to her about it. How she, so she, not only was she brave enough to make a change to change her life up, but she took it upon herself to make a change in other areas. So when we come back, we have Jenny Gay. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening to me talk about being single and not getting dick. It's the mantra. Single, no dick. <laughs> we'll be right back. My days of panicking over gift giving are officially over. And yours can be too. Thanks to Gift Mode on Etsy. I absolutely love this. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's super easy too. Just tap or click on Gift Mode on your Etsy app or at Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. I can't tell you how calming it is for me to see all of those ideas pop up on my screen. I recently had to find a gift for one of Ocean's little friend's birthdays, and I was tripping. Then I remembered, just use Etsy gift mode to shop for the creative kid. And I found the cutest handmade dress-up costumes, fabulous capes, and accessories. The capes were so cute that I even bought one for Ocean. Gift mode on Etsy is the best. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday gift for the reality TV fan, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Did you know today is a great day to warranty? Well, actually, every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with American Home Shield Warranty. I signed up with American Home Shield the moment I decided to buy my house. With an American Home Shield Warranty, unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater won't break the bank because coverage repairs and replacements are taken care of just like that. And not by me, my mom, or Easton. We wouldn't know the first thing to do if something stopped working in this house. I just contact American Home Shield when a covered item breaks and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. So having that sort of reassurance from American Home Shield is something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. Visit ahs.com slash GTL today to get 20% off any plan. That's ahs.com slash GTL for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. We are back with Jenny Gay. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you, Jenny? I'm awesome. How are you? We are doing fantastic. I have to say, I looked you up, I did my research, and you're obviously very inspiring and you know the moves that you've made throughout your your little lifetime <laughs> are really amazing and i i just want you to walk me through like where you were when you decided like i'm moving from canada to london at the age of 27 like how you got to where you are now so my move from canada to london is not as exciting as i would like it to be um, <laughs> but, um, essentially I was in investor relations. So basically doing like communications, IPOs, fundraising for publicly listed companies, super boring, but I was doing quite well at a young age and it was just basically boredom to be honest, to get into more detail about it. I was doing, um, IR for gold mining companies at the time the gold price dropped and it wasn't going to recover anytime soon. So I just thought, you know, if I'm going to have any excitement in my life, you know, maybe now is the time to do that. My best friend and roommate at the time, we just kind of said like, fuck it, let's, let's go and move to London and just like check it out, see if it works, see what drops. And it worked out. And so that, you know, I wish that story was a little bit more exciting. Probably more exciting would be the move from London up north to countryside Cheshire. Um, when I met my partner, but yeah, that's, that's the, the 
Toronto to London story. I ended up, I'm from Utah, and I'm telling you, I moved to LA because it was the biggest city that was the closest to where I was from. Fair enough. So, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you may not think it's exciting, but I'm sitting here like that 27, we're still like, we're young, and I feel like we're we're placed in these boxes of what we're supposed to do. And no one talks about you should do things that excite you. You should do things that inspire you. It's more of like do something that's safe and that you earn a paycheck and you can, you know, buy a home and get yep. married. Like so my worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. <laughs> worst nightmare. Like some people holiday. I packed my shit up and I moved. Like <laughs> Right. So, I mean, you're an entire vibe. And I have to ask this. Before you met your partner, were you dating men? Did you like what was your like? It was cookie cutter. It was cookie color, girl. All of the men. All of the men. All of the men. Smorgasbord. No, it was. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I did. I dated men. I didn't really like everyone's, you know, story is different in terms of their sexuality, the fluidity, whatnot. I didn't even think about me having any other sexuality other than hetero for whatever reason. It's just it wasn't my experience. It wasn't really what I was exposed to. I mean, like, of course, like. I went to drag shows, gay clubs, whatever. I just didn't think it was me. I I don't know why. And actually, there's a lot of women that I meet in their 30s, specifically like our bracket, like 30 to 40, that came out later in life. Um, they call it like late to lesbian, that have a similar kind of story where it was like, it wasn't really anything I thought about until something sparked it and I thought about it. And then I was like, okay, maybe that's what's missing. And it was. <laughs> and then that was it. And was it your partner? Was it your partner that you have now that sparked it? No. So like all cards on the table, I think when I moved from Toronto to London and I was away from everyone that I knew, my family, and not that I don't have like a lovely, supportive, open family, wasn't that at all. It's just for me, I think getting away from like a whole life that I'd lived um, and starting kind of fresh, I think gave me the confidence to explore myself a little bit more without eyes and judgment. And then it, once I started to explore it a little bit more, I was like, yeah, this is, and so I did date, I dated lots of uh, women and, you know, still a little bit of men, but once I really kind of had that first relationship with a woman, I was like, this is absolutely for me. I love that. Was, was it, I mean, there's so many times that I'm hanging out with my best friend and I'm like, God, I so wish that we could just have sex and totally dig it because emotionally I see you. Yeah. You know? And there is, there's such a thing as being an emotional lesbian or a sexual lesbian. Really? Wait, teach me about this. So I do think that like, there's a lot of women who are emotional lesbians and those are the women who are like obsessive about their friendships with women. Okay. And then there's women who it's like, sexually it's all about women but emotionally it's not wow i love that you just spilled that because i am obsessed with my relationships with women i surround myself with women i feel most comfortable with them i feel most bonded to them yep so you're making all of the sense in the world when did you meet she's your wife correct you're married yeah, girl. oh my gosh <laughs> Ching, ching. I love that. <laughs> ching ching. I love it. Flash the bling. When did the two of you meet? So we met in 2016 in London. So I was living in London. She was kind of going back and forth because obviously she had her kids in Cheshire as, as well as in London. And we met on Tinder. Wow. Yeah. We swiped. You swiped. <laughs> we swiped for life. <laughs> you swiped. And how many dates did you go on before it was like, this is this is the one I only want to date her and the goal is marriage with this person? So I like a notorious, not commitment phobe, but I've never been that girl who was like, I want to get married. I want to like lock it down. I want to have kids. I want to have a family. Wait, even when you were living in Canada, even when no. you were like in the cookie, you still were like not, that wasn't you. No, I was like career focused travel, going out, yeah, making money. Like that was kind of always having fun. My focus, it's, I just was never that girl. And when I met her literally the first day, 
or like the first date. I remember we were at this bar in London called Madison Rooftop Bar. And it's right in front of St. Paul's Cathedral. It has like the most amazing view. And you have to take an elevator up to the top floor. And I felt like a school mom because I was in like business attire. And she, these elevator doors opened and this like pint size, like little rock star chick, like gets off the elevator. And I was like, fuck, like, this is going to be a problem for me. Like I knew right away it was going to be a problem in a good way. And yeah, and we like shut the bar down that night and I messaged my best friend, Michelle, the next day. And I was like, I think I might be screwed a little bit here. I just got chills. Yeah. I was like, I want to see her like again. And she's like, really? Like, that's not like you. I was like, yeah, twice. (laughs) That's huge for you. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I met her kids and everything, like it just, it just clicked. Like it was for me, it was just instantaneously. I knew that not in like what capacity our relationship was going to kind of take shape, but I knew that I wanted her in my life in some capacity. So she has two kids. Yeah. And was she were, did, did she adopt? Did she have them on her own? Was she with a man? No. So she was married to a woman and they had the children through IVF. Okay. Um, actually the same doctor that I'm using. I'm in LA right now, currently doing IVF. Um, and we're using the same doctor. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's amazing. Like they're just the most gorgeous children. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that again. (laughs) I mean, that had to have been, I don't want to use the word intimidating, but it had to have been intimidating. I mean, you make this big move. You were only dating men. Now you find this woman who you want to see again. She has children. I mean, was it scary that you were going to be a stepmom? It was completely natural. It was natural for you. Natural. Like for me with her. And I mean, obviously I dated loads of other women before her, but there's just something about her and I that like our chemistry, the way that we just work together. And then the second she introduced me to the children and that dynamic got brought in, I was like, we're a unit. Like, and I don't want to be away from the unit. That is so beautiful. And when I, when I say, is it scary? You know, I, I so often use words where I, I've been a stepmom before and you know, it's not scary for us being the stepmom, but it, is in the sense where you're stepping into a role where there's this very fine line that we have to be aware of, but you love these, you know, kids so much and you want to see them thrive in life, but you always know that there's that boundary. And so I'm always curious with, with other women and men who become step parents, like how the dynamic is in the home and to hear that it was just so natural for you is incredible. Yeah, I think like I'm I'm not completely familiar with your situation, but I feel like your stepkids are a little bit older. Yeah, how how old were the kids when you met them? So the children were 1 and 3. Oh. So I'm all they know in terms of another parent. So for them they have three moms. They have like three parents that are all equal for them. So you're now in this situation where you're a stepmom and at what point in time because you're you you broke free from like a pretty like we said cookie cutter job to now you're living your best life the best life and <laughs> all right, of the good things yeah all of the good things <laughs> i mean i'm looking at you like you look happy and free and i want everything that you have right now you're walking down like aisles and toy stores and you're realizing that you and your family who so many others are just like you are not being represented. Absolutely. In a very obvious way. And this is a, this is a stupid question and I know the answer but for a lot of my listeners what is what are the obvious ways that you see that your community and many others many other family units are not represented. It's not even an LGBTQ plus thing. This is like a blended family like anything that steps out of the heteronormative nuclear family dynamic is very underrepresented. Now there's an argument to say like, Oh, well, there's all of these examples and I could name some of them right now that aren't that do have um, representation of color and representation of LGBTQ and blah, 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 but you got to dig for it. Right. It's not mainstream. It's not like you're not going to walk in to um, a shop in the grocery store and you're going to see a book about, 
divorced parents who are black and Asian. You're just not going to see it. So it's an every family problem for me because there's, to me, the mainstream is only really giving proper representation for one form of family. And it's just not our experience anymore. Like 50% of, uh, you know, marriages ending in divorce and the fact that there's stepchildren and step parents, you know, cousins, step cousins and um, lesbian families and gay families at a trans dynamic, at, you know, there's all of these incredibly beautiful ways that people can create and have families. And yet we're only truly seeing one representation of that in mainstream. No, you're absolutely right. And can I tell you the first time I ever noticed this? So I, like I said, I'm from Utah and my best friend, her aunt was a lesbian and they were together since the time, like I met them at the age of five and they both used IVF to get pregnant. Each of them had a baby. And and I always wondered when I would read certain books or we would read in class how they were going to be represented when their two kids had to go to school like I was going to school. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that the things that I got to experience and witness when I was a child, you know, as I grew up, there were things that it was just like, oh, I I have friends that come from you know, this dynamic or that dynamic, but not everybody does. And I also think about the kid because, you know, like you said, 50% of of marriages don't work out. My child will never know what it's like to have her parents be a couple. Now, is that a blessing that she's so young that she, she won't know any different? Yes. But also when she goes to school, what is she going to see or read that she's going to feel like she can connect with? Yep. And you know what the issue as well is, is that you're not an exception to the rule. Neither am I. Our children are living a reality that is not being reflected in what they're reading and consuming and engaging with every day. Now, how confusing is that to a developing psyche and, you know, emotional sentient person? If everyone I'm seeing and engaging with doesn't look like what I'm reading or watching on television, it's a very confusing message. So this is why like, we need more representation of reality. Well, you decided to take the bull by the balls yeah. and do just that. Yes. So your very first book, like you, did you say like, I'm seeing a lack of this in bookstores, toy stores, like I'm going to be the change and this is what I'm doing? Or how did that idea evolve? So it started off just wanting to write something for my for my kids, my stepkids, um, like something we could read together every night. And I just kind of morphed into a bigger idea in the sense that I was like, we're not the only people. And also, it's not just about my kids reality. It's also about, so I have the books and stuff in, in some of the schools in the UK and I'm, I'm doing like a lot of kind of talks um, across the schools as well, just about difference and diversity. And it's not just about like, Oh, this child is adopted and therefore they should have representation in the books that they're reading. It's about the kids who, who might be gay, not that their parents are gay. It's about they might be gay or they might grow up one day to adopt. And it's like, Just understanding that there are multiple ways that you can be a human and that you can live and that you can, multiple ways you can have a family. And so it's not just about creating a reality that is their family, but for them to be able to grow up to know that they can be exactly who they are. Oh my gosh. Everything you're saying is giving me chills because you're, you're right. And, and I also, I love that you put out there because I often think, you know, I'm a grown adult. I can handle certain things. But like you said, for children, that is so confusing to not be able to connect with something for a child's psyche. How many books do you have right now? So right now, it's just the one book. uh, But there's two other books that I would like to publish that are kind of like a series of three. So it's six stories in one book. But then there's two subsequent books I'd like to release that kind of bring in different elements, like the various ways that different religions would celebrate holidays 
as well as socioeconomics as well. So the fact that there'll be children in their class who all parents all have, you know, different amounts of money or whatever, and, and they right. might celebrate summer holidays different. So some might have staycations, some might go to Europe, some might, you know, whatever, and how all of those kind of, you know, intricacies of our lives and the differences that we have, how that all works together. It's, it's beautiful. And I'm so happy that that you're doing it. And I can't believe that it just started with like, what a sweet story that you just like created these stories for your stepkids and thought there's a much bigger picture here. Absolutely. Yeah. And how old are your stepkids now? They're eight and six. Oh, my gosh. That is so I know. They're so cute. Fun. <laughs> Boys, yeah. girls, both. So the oldest is a uh, girl. So her name's Frankie. Francesca and the youngest, um, Harry, he's or Harrison, he's six. Yeah. And they're just so great because they're at those ages where they're completely coming into their personalities and the sass and like the, you know, I just love well, it. And I've realized that kids come how they are. Like my, my daughter is one and you know, you, you've been around a one-year-old before. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jenny, she will look me dead in my eyes at the age of one. Like, I don't need you, mama. I am independent. <laughs> And there is not a thing I can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, nothing. That's that's how they right. look at you. Like, I know nothing. And I just know, like, oh, my gosh, this is who she is. And as she gets older, like th- her personality is from somewhere else. Yeah, I, oh, have I don't no think control. it's somewhere else. I think it's we know where she gets me. it from. It's <laughs> from me. No, I did this. <laughs> But like, I'm like, oh my gosh, my poor mom. This is how she felt when I was well, like. Some would call it karma. That is, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So now here you are, you're in Los Angeles. Yeah. How are you feeling? Because I know IVF is no joke. No joke. Yeah. So literally my, my medications just arrived today. Okay. The stuff, Super the, poke, overwhelming. the pokey stuff. Yeah. How are you with shots? Fine. So like that stuff doesn't that doesn't shake me. Like that's like, I'll puncture myself. It's fine. I'm more concerned about what it's going to do to me. So I don't want to be, I'm not an overly emotional person. So like the the thought that I could be like sad one minute and like super happy and like the next just, you know, scares me. So I'm right. Are you, are you a control freak? Probably depends on who you talk to. Who you who you ask. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone that I've asked who who is who has done IVF, they're like the fact that I had zero control over how I was feeling and I couldn't change it was like very difficult. Yeah. So I'm just I mean, you hear different varying stories, degrees of of how it affects. So some women, you know, it doesn't really affect them all that much. Some women gain weight, some women like, you know, have mood swings. I'm just going to release it and like, see what happens. Release it into the atmosphere. Absolutely. It's the only thing you can do. It really is. Go on hikes and just, you know, keep active and whatnot, just to like keep your brain clear. Yeah. And is this the first time that you'll be doing it? The first round of like the shots and all of that? Yes. Yeah. So I've, uh, yeah, I've not done it before. So I'm, I'm a little bit scared, but it was really overwhelming because I was just expecting like a little, you know, FedEx box or whatever to arrive. And it would be like, Oh, here's your needles and your injections and whatever. This thing was a mahusive box packed with like ice packs and all this kind of stuff. And it was huge. And I have to like put it all in the fridge. And I was like, what? It was so overwhelming. It's like, nobody prepared me for that. Like, that's not what I was expecting. So I'm sure there's going to be loads of stuff like that along the way. So I'm just going to kind of take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. And I'm I'm just so excited for for your journey. I mean, thank you. Me too. So at when how many shots do you have to do before it's like we're ready? So I think it depends. So you do I'm doing like one week and then you go in for scans and and they kind of check things out just to see how you're progressing. Okay. And then from there they can add more meds or keep you on whatever you're on. They check the levels, check the levels, all of that kind of stuff. So it can just, it, it depends. Uh, but usually I think it takes about two or three weeks. And then like towards the end of the third week, I believe it's, um, that's when they do the egg retrieval 
then they do the, um, they create the embryos with their sperm donor. And yeah, I'm so excited for you. I know it's crazy what they can do. Like, honestly, it's like, it's magic. I know like science is magic. It's insane. Like- I'm so glad you said that, that science is magic. Cause can I tell you when, when I sit here and I talk about like how my baby was made and all of the like mumbo jumbo that these like doctors spew at me about science. I'm like, no, this is a miracle, but science is a miracle. So there you go. It is. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's honestly, it's such a privilege that I get to, you know, experience it and do it. And that's just kind of why I'm not going to stress too much about it. And I'm just going to take it as it comes and, you know, do my best to make it a success. Yeah. Well, I am so excited for you. I'm so excited that I had you on the podcast and where can people find you and like share your journey or, you know, join your journey and where can we get the book? So you can get the book online at Amazon. Okay. So it's, um, it's called Howie Blend. So literally the little boy's name is Howie and his last name is Blend. Oh, cute. Yeah. A little play on words. And <laughs> so cute. And yeah. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart. Um, in the UK, there's WH Smith. It's global. So I would just type it into your search bar, but certainly on Amazon, you can find it. Okay. And then you can also follow um, at Howie Blend on Instagram and Facebook. Amazing. I really, Ocean loves books so much. So I will definitely be ordering that book. I appreciate everything that you've shared today. And thank you for being on the Give Them Lala podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Lala. That was fun. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.